Brett, didn't you think the lockdowns went too far? You know, um, many of those lockdowns predated me at the CDC. Here is what I can tell you since my time at the CDC and watching it even beforehand, and that is there were important decisions that we had to make in imperfect time with imperfect data. And we always updated those decisions as those data were evolving, as we got more data, we had more information by which we could make better decisions. So I don't necessarily want to revisit um, the, the question of lockdowns that predated me. But what I will say is we have updated our guidance in the context of new information. And sometimes we have to make a decision before we have all the information that we want. And I've said to our agency, not making a decision is a decision in and of itself. Anybody who knows me personally knows that I'm not a bitter person, I don't hold grudges, I understand that people would disagree, and I even understand when people attack me, but that's just human nature. I don't get bogged down by that, Neil. I'm not a bitter person. I don't hold any grudges against people. I can certainly strongly disagree with them, but I don't hold anything personal grudge against anybody, not at all. all right. Even the people who are personally attacking me now, all right, welcome back, everybody. Oh, I I think there's going to be some Americans that hold some grudges, even if Dr. Fauci wants to play the victim role now uh, and he's trying to make amends before his exit in December. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of Americans that hold grudges, specifically uh, the people that were lied to, which is all of us, uh, the people that had to close down their business doors forever, people that lost jobs, uh, parents of children who lost time in school and are now set back because of that. Yeah, I think there's going to be quite a few people that are going to hold grudges and they're going to want some real answers. And if Dr. Fauci thinks that just because he exits his role uh, in the government and decides to step down, if he thinks that he can't be subpoenaed, well, he hasn't been paying attention or he's got another thing coming to him because he can absolutely be subpoenaed as a citizen. And he needs to be. My fear is... Typical for the Republican Party, if they do regain control of Congress and Senate, they won't pursue this the way they should. They'll have, just like the January 6th, we'll do a bunch of show trials, there'll be a bunch of uh, questions, and you'll have some moments where it gets heated, and you'll get a lot of good uh, media footage out of it, but at the end of the day... Will Dr. Fauci actually pay for any of the decisions that he made affecting the uh, Americans and American families so greatly? Is there going to be any repercussion for any of the lies that he has told over the course of the last two years? Uh, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say probably not. Uh, when does and when is anybody in a position like that held accountable? Ever? I, rare is the day that we see. A politician or somebody that's working that closely, that high up in the government does something wrong, uh, do we see anything happen to them? So I'm not sure uh, there's much hope to see something is going to happen to Fauci, you know, other than maybe we can get some answers. And even that I'm leery on because even if they do do the, uh, the trials or whatnot, you know, Fauci's only going to probably say the same thing he's been saying for the last two years. So I don't know how much truth you're going to get out of the guy anyways, but I know that he is doing the best he can right now because he knows what's coming after November. He knows if we do as well as they anticipate we're going to do, um, that he's probably in trouble and he's looking at 
quite a bit of backlash from all of his piss-poor decisions and lies. All right, so speaking about the November election, uh, I, you know, I told you and I've consistently said that I feel very confident that we will be able to take the House uh, just sheerly because history's on our side, not to mention you have around 30 or 35 Democrats that have chosen not to run again and um, and they want to step down, which leaves a lot of vacant seats since we're only down by five. You know, uh, again, I, I think we stand a really good shot at having a very strong majority in the House. The Senate, I am less confident in. I think that anybody that's running for a Senate race, you really need to pull out all the stops. You need to point out everything that the Democrats have done to destroy this country, that they're soft on the border policies, that overseas is a mess, the endless money we keep sending to Ukraine bleeding our tax dollars. Uh, Joe Biden has put us into a recession. Gas prices, we're energy dependent on rogue nations now. All these things need to be highlighted and they need to be beaten to death on the campaign. You have to go after these Democrats saying that if this is what you want more of, if you take a look at the United States right now and you say to yourself, my, oh my, it's great living here, then, you know, vote for a Democrat. But if you look around and you're like, wow, everything sucks right now. Our gas prices are ridiculous. We're energy dependent on rogue nations for oils. Uh, the war is breaking out all around the globe. We are giving endless tax dollars to Ukraine for now another, what, forever war? Because it seems like this is going to go on forever. Food is up. I mean, we're, just, we're in a recession. We're just a mess. So if you look around and that's what you see, then you would be a fool to vote for a Democrat that's going to continue with the same policies that put us into this position. You have to vote the other way. And another person that needs to get voted out. Yo, can we get rid of Mitch McConnell? Can cocaine Mitch finally get sent out uh, to the promised land? Can we get rid of Mitch? Because that he is about the worst minority leader in the Senate I've ever seen. He's over here, and instead of encouraging and telling, beating the war drum and going out there and trying to rally for all these candidates that potentially could win some seats in the Senate, he's over there, or, you know, or we're probably not going to have a really good showing and, you know, we're going to do good in the House, but more than likely we're going to end up uh, about the same in the center. And, you know, that's uh, well, you know what, Mitch, instead of it being the same in the center, why don't you get your turtle looking self out there and do something about it instead of making a stupid statement and just rolling over like that, especially with the stakes as high as they are. But you know what? We all know why cocaine. We know why you're not doing it. Okay, we know, just like Trump truthed out the other day, you're making too much money with China because you guys are all in bed with the Communist Party over there and you just want to continue to line your pockets because it's about you. It's not about the American people. And that's the biggest problem we have in Washington right now. It's no longer about we the people. It's about this select few that think that they are special, that they are some type of an elite. They line their pockets. They get rich in, in, in Washington, which they should not be doing. You're not supposed to get rich up there. It's public service. You don't become worth $180 million or $20 million working in Congress. If you do, there's something wrong there. 
Okay, there are people that work here at nine to five jobs that are more productive and put more time and effort into their job than these people do. And they don't screw anybody else up. They're actually making things better for other people that don't even get paid a, a fraction of what these people are making up there. They make it about them. It's not about us. While we're all struggling on the bottom, they're getting uh, rich, living fat city. This is why we have to elect people that have the best interest of the country at hand, not people who are in it for themselves. That's our biggest problem with Congress right now. Is there are too many of them up there that are about themselves. They think that they are above us. When in actuality, most of you dirtbags up there are definitely beneath us. We are the ones in charge. We, are, we, the people, all of us, collectively, we run this country. You guys do not. So November, please, do what you need to do. It's important. Uh, an update on Whitmer's kidnapping plot. <laughs> now, that one was, uh, you know, more trouble from the FBI, right? You know, FBI has a long history of having very questionable tactics, and I'm not saying that all FBI agents are bad. Please don't misunderstand. And I'm certainly not saying to completely abolish the FBI. Do I think you need some changing on the top end? Because, you know, people on the bottom only follow orders. So do you need some people on the top to be swapped out? Yeah, I would say so. Because they become too political. You know, they're no longer just following the law as is. They've been politicized. They've chosen a side. And they need to be cleaned out and cleaned up. But... I'm not definitely not calling for them to be abolished. However, FBI, shocker that they're wrapped up in not only the Mar-a-Lago scandal currently, but this whole thing with Whitmer has been very awkward since the beginning. Well, a man that was acquitted of all, all charges in the conspiracy uh, in Michigan spoke out Friday as the retrial for the two other defendants in the case is coming to a conclusion. Brandon Castera, a former member of the Wolverine Watchmen Militia Group, told reporters Friday that the FBI concocted the allegations uh, or, or the alleged kidnapping plot, and without the interference or undercover agents, no one would have ever attempted to commit these crimes. He went on to say that people say things, people say all kinds of things. People, you know, you get a bunch of guys together or girls together, you're going to mouth off. You know, how many times have you run into somebody, you're like, man, I'm going to kill that guy, man. What is wrong with him? You're not actually going to go out and do anything. It's just an expression. You, know, you just say that. Just like, uh, what's, the, what's the new thing that a lot of the kids say? Something so funny, they're like, oh my God, I'm dead. Well, they're obviously not actually dead. You know, I, I know that it's, uh, it's really unfortunate that I even have to explain this. But you know, I guess the FBI and other people aren't hip to it. Anyways, he said that they're ashamed that they're being punished for words that then we're obviously actually not going to do anything. And he was pointing fingers at the FBI saying that they were the ones that concocted this whole plot and more or less forced their hand into doing it. Um, you have two of them that pled guilty, one serving six years. The other one is waiting to be sentenced to the other two that pled not guilty. Uh, there were six in total, two are free men. The other two that are on retrial that pled not guilty, their trial is coming to its conclusion. So you have to wait to see what the outcome of that is. Uh, it looks like they may get the same as the other guys where they'll get off. So I, I know those guys that pled guilty are probably kicking themselves in the rear right now. 
um, saying, you know, we messed up. We should have went with them and said not guilty. But, you know, you never know what you're going to do in those situations. Never know what the FBI is lying to them and telling them you're going to get life in prison. This is a slam dunk case and you're in a lot of trouble. You know, you just, you never know what they're being fed. And they probably got nervous and thought, hey, you know, better to do six years than life. Uh, It's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. So if I see any additional updates on that, I will definitely fill you in on it. But as far as right now, two are free. Two are going to jail, one six years, one's in the sentencing phase right now. And the other two that are being tried uh, potentially looks like they may go free too. So four out of the six may walk away as free men, and two are going to do some time. All right, you know how much I try to protect women, okay? Well, this whole transgender movement, you know, you had Thomas with the swimming and the NCAA uh, suggesting that he's woman of the year. And then you had, uh, the, uh, what was her Hubbard that was in the Olympics and competed, even though he lost, uh, to the women there, they thought it was some type of milestone and, and it were so amazing because they weaseled a, a man into the women's competition there. Well, I, unbeknownst to me back in 2010, uh, women's golf, the LPGA, uh, removed, the female at birth or they dropped the female at birth requirement. So Davidson, who is a man dressed up as a woman has been playing golf and he is just like Thomas, just like Hubbard where they're killing all the women in their sport. They're killing all the biological women because since they're men, they're bigger, stronger, faster. Um, He is winning in the LPGA uh, he's won over $4,800 up to this point, and he's positioning himself uh, to be around professional golfers at the LPGA, the PGA, and the championship tour, uh, which he's trying to get to. He also said he's going to make it his life's mission to make sure that it's bigger than golf. It's about equality for transgenders, and uh, he's going to fight to make sure that they are able to stay competing in women's sports because if that's the gender that you portray or play, I guess, as then you should be able to compete there. Even if genetically it shows how much bigger, stronger, faster you are because you are annihilating the competition. These people are sick. All of these organizations, sporting organizations that are allowing this, and they're bowing down to the left and they're doing this for social justice and all the other crap that they're going to tell you they're doing it for are wrong. Uh, Again, my call to the feminist groups, where are you? Why aren't you protecting women's rights if that's what you're truly there for? We all know, I've known for years, you're just used as another political tool. You don't actually care about women's rights and I think that's on full display right now. But So if you cared about women's rights, You would be out there right now fighting against this because women are being stripped of their greatness every day, but nobody seems to care. So here's another example of how twisted society has gotten that it's more important to be socially accepted and to go with the narratives and to go with what the uh, left wants you to do than it is to do the right thing and stand up for these uh, young ladies, girls, uh, older women that compete in these sports that have greatness in them, that have, that have achieved some of the highest heights in their sports instead of standing up 
and saying, hey, we got to protect these people. They're just going to go with the flow, go with the narrative. And, uh, you know, women's sports are slowly but surely going to be annihilated. The sad part is, is it's going to take away so many opportunities for young ladies, for college, uh, young ladies that have hopes and dreams and aspire to be something great. You're always going to be behind. You'll never be the greatest anymore because a man, a biological man will be stripping that away from you. So again, (laughs) feminist groups, where are you guys at? You guys going to come out and play anytime? I mean, you're really showing what you're all about right now. It's on full display. We all know where you're at. It's certainly not about the women. If you donate to any of those causes, you might want to check into them to make sure. Because if they are not fighting against this, if they're okay with this, then they are just a uh, just similar to a rhino. They're a feminist group in name only, <laughs> or whatever uh, you want to <laughs> letters you want to throw in there to make it sound fun. But they're not actually a real feminist group. They're not actually fighting for women's rights. All right, the World Economic Forum. This one's good. I actually found two articles. So I'll start with the first one that I found, which uh, definitely sparked my interest. Uh, The title is, The World Economic Forum Recommends Humans Become Cyborgs, Implant Brain Chips. There are solid, rational reasons for children to be microchipped. This is by uh, Alice Powell or Poe. Uh, depending on how she pronounces that, uh, interesting article. I, I went through it, but you know, I got to have more than one source. So in the article, and we'll start with hers, it says that the world economic forum is promoting augmentation technology to morph humans into cyborgs and recommend children be implanted with brain chips. It goes on in here more or less to describe different, uh, external uses that they could create, uh, to assist people. Say, um, one of the examples they gave was if you're in a crowded restaurant and you're struggling to hear a person, you could put something similar to a, um, uh, uh, Jesus, not an earpiece, a hearing aid, a hearing aid in your ear, and it will block out all other noise except for the person that you are talking to so that you can focus 100% on what they are saying. They're also saying that they will have glasses that as you wear these glasses, that uh, information will pop up. You'll be able to see things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be data thrown at you consistently through these glasses uh, to assist you in whichever way. I don't know. For me, that seems like that would be like, get these things off. I don't need all this distraction in front of me, but they say that that could help. Uh, they try to package it in a nice way. Um, they also said that they can microchip people, put microchips in your brains, to cure you of different types of ailments. Uh, for children, they specifically pointed out uh, if you have ADD, uh, that it would assist you in that. It would help you focus. Uh, instead of taking all these types of pills, that they will send electrical impulses or whatnot into your brain, I guess, to settle things back down so that way you can focus and, and perform at a level you're supposed to be performing at. Um, and they say it could help with depression and other type of ailments that you have. It went through kind of a list of them that you may or may not have that it can cure kind of eliminating medication. They also said that having a microchip in a child 
would be good for safety reasons because if the child is microchipped, very much like your animal, any of your pets are microchipped, uh, if you scan over on it or if it has some type of a GPS tracking system in it, you could know where your child is at all times, so it could help with abductions, and the, and that's the gist of it. So, <laughs> when I read this, and they're talking about the cyborg age and all this stuff, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's all well and good from one source, but let's go to the direct source, because if they're talking about it, they got to be talking about it on the World Economic Forum, <laughs> surely enough. From the World Economic Forum website themselves. Augmented tech can change the way we live, but only with the right support and vision. From August 16th, 2022. Ironically, and I've just listened to Glenn Beck talk about this last week. Ironically, before this even begins, it says, help us prevent the spread of disinformation. This article has been intentionally misrepresented on sites that spread false information. Please read the piece for yourself before sharing or commenting. The World Economic Forum is committed to publishing a wide array of opinions. Misrepresenting content diminishes open conversation. Why I think that that's interesting, before I get into the article, last week Glenn Beck was talking about the World Economic Forum uh, suggesting that voices like his, like mine, like anybody else that speaks out against them or sheds light on their dastardly plans for world domination, (laughs) you could say it that way, uh, we should be silenced because we're spreading misinformation. So now, from the first article that I read you, when I went through this article, it is identical. They pulled, she pulled, all of the sections out of this article and put it in her own. So I don't see how it's disinformation. They actually went a little bit deeper involved in here about what this supposed tech can do. It is exactly as I just described. So I would like to congratulate her uh, for not spreading misinformation, but providing a reliable So being a reliable source of information, Alicia Powell or Powie or P-O-W-E, however you want to pronounce that, uh, did a good job with this article because she did not. She did add her own comments in there, but she quoted everything from this article. The World Economic Forum is suggesting that superheroes have been dominating the big and small screen for a while, but there's a subtle change happening. Many of children expect to develop superpowers themselves. These expectations may sound unobtainable, but we're already making the first strides towards an augmented society. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kids think they're superheroes. I did too. You know, uh, a couple days ago, I said I've been to the moon a few times uh, because Bill Gates says he's a scientist. So I figure if we're just going to throw things out there, I might as well throw something out there myself. Well, I can assure you that in my lifetime, uh, I have, as a child, probably been every superhero in the book. And when I get older, as reality does hit us all, It's wonderful as a child to have imagination and in your mind you are that superhero for that time and it's a beautiful part of growing up which helps you become you and lets you be free to be a child. 
once you become adult, an adult, if your expectations are that you are actually going to be able to do anything that these superheroes do, if you're going to be able to get angry and turn green and smash buildings, if you're going to have beams shoot out of your eyes, if you're going to be able to fly, if you're going to have webs that shoot out of your wrists so you can go swinging from building to building, if you can get hit by trains, fall out of airplanes and still be alive, if you can fly because you're holding a hammer in your hand, if you still believe that as an adult, please seek some counseling. Because now as an adult, it's time to put your big boy pants on and realize fantasy was fun as a child, but welcome to the real world. We are not superheroes, okay? We will never be superheroes. There are superheroes in the world, maybe not like that are in movies, but there are plenty of people that do amazing things in this world that are true heroes. You know, idolize those people, things that can be obtainable. But to live in a fantasy world, if that's what's happening here, and think that, or get upset that you never developed one of those skills, <laughs> brother, you need some help. To me, the World Economic Forum is one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous, organizations on the planet. These people are literally insane. And you, they believe in what they tell you. That's what makes it so scary. See, they're telling you about microchips and, and uh, it will help people in so many ways. And there's a lot of great technology that I have seen that is amazing that does help people, especially people that have been in very bad situations. You lose limbs or you need something cured. There's amazing technology out there, and I think that we could even enhance and do better. But when you start getting to a point where you're going to put chips in people's brains, I got to – I just – I do not trust any human being that much. I do not trust that a computer program is not going to manipulate my thoughts and lead me in whatever direction they need to lead me into. I just don't trust anybody that much. I don't trust any software that much. My brain is for me. And however I think and however I feel is for me. That's what makes me, me. I don't need anybody uh, putting something in there and putting a foreign thought into my mind that is not me. Klaus Schwab, the leader or one of the leaders of the most dangerous organization in the world, in 2019 said, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. You know, these people... It's funny, they say things. This is in 2019. You get this article about three years later. And their intentions have been probably this way longer than we know. It just comes out in bits and pieces. So you have to go find everything and put it all together. That's what makes it sometimes so hard to get the big picture of what they are trying to accomplish. Now, the World Economic Forum is trying to run the world. They want to be that elite group that literally runs the entire world. Everything that they suggest is socialist society. Uh, they're saying that within 10 years, you will own nothing, but you will be happy. And that's all that matters, right? To live a happy lifestyle. You'll be taken care of. The government will take care of you. Don't you worry about that. You don't need to own a car. What do you need to own a house for? You don't need to own any land and property. Well, why, why would you need to own it? It's a hassle to own it. Let us own it for you. 
and we will take good care of you. You know how you can trust us? Because we promise. Yeah. Sorry. I think, I think I'll own whatever the hell I want to own. You see, this is America, Jack. Hey, no matter what you people think overseas, no matter what you people at the top here think, this is America. We're all born free, and we're going to die free. I answer to one being, one man. I only am held accountable by one. That is God Almighty. Beyond that, I answer to no man. You all put, listen, we all put our pants on the same way. We all put our shirts on the same way. If you cut us, we all bleed red. So I answered to no man. I only answered to God. And since I brought God up, the whole end times, if you know, if you're a Christian or if you're Catholic or Protestant or if you follow the Bible at all, then you already know where I'm going with this. The fact that they're going to put a microchip in your brain, where is it going to be located? By any chance, would it happen to be on the front of the forehead? <laughs> yeah, end times, sure. Yeah, that's another thing that, as a believer, makes me even more leery about your intentions. It's like I'm watching the Bible uh, unfold. All the prophecies are starting to come true. Yeah, it gets a little bit concerning. i got to be honest with you. The World Economic Forum, again, to me, is one of the most dangerous organizations in the world because they truly are looking for world domination. They truly believe that they are capable of being the ruling class and they will tell the rest of the world how to uh, live. And I'm not cool with that. Again, I was born free and I have every intention on dying free and I have every intention on my children and their children and their children dying free, which is why I do what I do. To alert, to get people uh, paying attention, to understand how important vote, how important, important, important voting is. These are what we have to do, all of us. Your voice is just as good as my voice. You get out there and any information that you find out that is solid information, that you've done the homework for yourself and you know for a fact you have the right information, you need to talk about it and spread it around to people. Some people are going to listen, some people are not. Speak to the ones that will, the ones that will entertain it, convince them, show them the truth. This is where it's at. Look it up for yourself. Open their eyes. We all got to work together. Times are scary, but I believe good times are yet to come. I think we can get out of this funk and get back to an America that we remember. I think we can get back to a resemblance of what this country used to be when it was good. And it wasn't that long ago, you know, two years ago, because things were pretty good. The world was at peace. We were all making a bunch of money. Stock market was doing good. Everybody had extra dollars in their pockets. You were traveling with your families. Life was pretty good. Cost of houses were down. Cost of cars were down. We weren't being told what to buy, how to buy it. You weren't choosing whether you fill your gas tank up or put a, a hot plate on the dinner table tonight. It was pretty good. It wasn't that long ago. And I, I believe we can get back there. November is our first shot. After that, 2024, it's uh, do or die time. So 
All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Wednesday Hump Day, yay! It's halfway over. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It does help people find me. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com. Go to the contact section. Leave me a message. Good, bad, doesn't matter. If you want to check out any videos I do, they're on the website, or you can go to YouTube if you like going to YouTube, or Rumble if you like going to Rumble YouTube. I'm at Little Joe CC, Rumble Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Beyond that, have a beautiful night. We'll do it again tomorrow.